Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Historical Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who came through with the correct pronunciation of carotid artery. I really appreciate it. And now I'm like, man, I really should re-record that because that's embarrassing. But you know what? I'll leave it in because it's the truth. And I'm really glad that everybody at least was listening. So that's nice. It's now 2021. But if you've been paying attention to the news and who hasn't, um, it's it's been worse, honestly, so far than 2020. My God, the things that have happened have just been mind-blowing. Um, the storming of the Capitol, I mean, that was treasonous. Is it just me? Who thinks that? Like, these people need to be treated as enemies of the state, right? I mean, it's, again, I, I know there are certain factions calling for it, but everybody should because that is what happened. But... Nevertheless, I don't want to get into it because if y'all are anything like me, your social media feeds are just inundated and saturated with this information and this news. So I will not go through it on this show. But suffice it to say, the injustice that these people were just let in for the most part when the Black Lives Matters protesters were met with so much force. It's just, you know what? I'm just going to say it. It's bullshit. I do not curse much on this show. Um, I'm kind of a sailor when it comes to to cursing or cussing, which is what I was brought up to say. Um, It's just ridiculous. It's bullshit, 100%. And that's all I'll say about it. Um, Anyway, the story we have today takes us to Ireland in one of the worst stories that I've read in such a long time. And I feel like I say that a lot because it is the nature of this show, but this one takes the cake. So we are traveling to the town of Chuam in County Galway, Ireland. And I did look that up. Chuam is how you say it. So let's crack on into it. In 1975, Two 12-year-old boys were kicking a soccer ball around in what seemed to be an empty field in Chuam. They kicked the ball over to a concrete slab, which seemed kind of out of place in the empty field. And when they looked closer, they found that it was covering a hole in the ground. Looking inside, they saw over 20 tiny skeletons. They'd been playing on the site of the former Bon Secours mother and baby home. And the hole the bones were found in was actually the septic tank for the home. While this discovery was horrifying, the town assumed that these were stillborn or unbaptized babies, and they felt that it was better to leave the mass grave as it was. Prayers were said by a priest, and the hole was then resealed. It wasn't until 35 years later that anyone, outside of a faithful couple that tended a grotto built on the site, would bring up the mass grave again. Only the story was way worse than they could have imagined, as it happens, right? So the building that was to become the Bon Secours Mother and Baby Home started as a workhouse built in 1841. Those people who have listened to the show and are familiar with history, if you know workhouses, you know they were created for those who had next to nothing to their names. The workhouse provided a room and employment, and sometimes it was used as kind of a punishment. But 
In the beginning, they were created to help a desperate situation, but often they became desperate places themselves, with long hours, illnesses, and abuses abound. That, honestly, could be a whole other episode for another day. In 1916, the building became a British military barracks during an Irish uprising. And in 1923, during the Irish Civil War, six anti-treaty IRA volunteers were executed by the Irish Free State Forces, followed by two more a few weeks later. In 1925, the Bon Secours sisters took over the Chewham workhouse and created what was to become known as the Bon Secours Mother and Baby Home. This wasn't just an idea that the sisters had. The workhouses in County Galway had been ordered to be closed by the Board of Health. Before taking over, the sisters placed a cross in memory of the eight executed IRA members. The Bon Secours sisters are an international sect of Catholic nuns whose primary focus is to take care of those who are sick and dying. Translated, Bon Secours means good help, and their motto is good help to those in need. The majority of them are nurses and midwives, and they're still in operation with their mother house being located in Paris. In 1925, however, they created the home to care for unwed mothers and their newborn babies. The idea for these homes, which were widespread across the UK and Ireland, was to have the mothers experience their confinement away from their neighborhood and hospital and out of the public eye. In 1929, a maternity ward was added so that they didn't insult the hospitals with their unwed births either. Sorry to be a little sassy there, but it's just insulting. At Bon Secours, the mothers would have their babies and then be immediately separated from them. They were then required to spend a year at the home doing odd jobs and maintenance to pay back the services they had received while there. Babies were taken care of and raised by the sisters. They were often adopted into families, whether consented to or otherwise, and little care was given to whether the homes the children were going into were the right homes for them. The children that weren't adopted were kept in the home until they were old enough to be sent to an industrial boarding school to learn skills that would make them desirable employees. For each of the mothers and children in the home, the nuns were paid one pound a week. Unfortunately, the allowance wasn't being spent on the children's nutrition, a 1947 report found that 12 out of 31 infants were emaciated and not thriving. The inspectors also found that the death rate was unusually high. 34% of children born into the home in 1943 died. In 1944, 25% died. In 1945, 23%. And finally, in 1946, 27%. Another inspection in 1949, however, found everything to be in perfect working order. Which, I mean, maybe they cleaned it up for that inspection, but as we found out, that was the exception and not the rule. Because in 1953, newspapers did publish this old report and then stated that the children weren't being properly taken care of again. However, not much was said of the treatment of the mothers or even the sad practice of shaming them to begin with. The home was meant to be a shameful thing. Imagine being pregnant, alone, and already outcast by your family. And then to have your child at a home filled with people who believed you deserved your fate. And then you have your child taken from you and adopted out without your knowledge or consent while you work to pay off the so-called charity that they gave you. Maybe knowing or not knowing 
that the nuns were being paid to take care of you already by the county. And probably not knowing that your baby only had a 66% survival rate with these women in 1943. There was also the practice of recidivism happening for repeat offenders. Once you'd had a baby at the Bon Secours Mother and Baby Home once, you were expected to have learned from your mistake. If you didn't, you were sent to the Magdalene Laundries. This, according to Professor Maria Luddy, and I'm going to quote her here, allowed for the development of an attitude that accepted detention as a means of protecting society from these reoffending women. The laundries were part of the Magdalene asylums and will very definitely be another episode for another time because they're a whole thing. Um, really not good stuff there either. But let's get back to Bon Secours. So after multiple failed inspections, the Bon Secours mother and baby home was officially closed in 1961 and lay abandoned and in disrepair until 1972 when it was finally demolished. In 2010, a mass grave of 222 babies was discovered at Bethany Home, another maternity home in Dublin. Perhaps it was this discovery that in 2012 led a local historian named Catherine Corliss to write an article about the home in the annual journal of the Old Chewham Society. Residents of Chewham were interested to read this as they remembered the nuns and maintenance workers digging at all hours of the night and at, even at that time, finding it odd. At this point, the article was only making the public aware of what had happened at the home. But in 2013, Anne Glennon, a public health service executive in County Galway, retrieved death certificates of the 796 babies who had the home listed as their place of death. It should be stated that Corliss worked with Anne on this, and the certificates were pulled at her request and expense. And in studying the death certificates of these infants, she found that the causes of death ranged from common afflictions of the time, such as influenza, measles and tuberculosis, to malnutrition and convulsions. More surprising was that when Catherine cross-referenced the graves in the county, only two children had been buried there out of the 796, which left 794 bodies unaccounted for. The only obvious conclusion was the septic tank the boys found in 1975. While Catherine Corliss and other residents who remembered the nuns and maintenance men digging at night were interested in bringing the story to light, Ireland was not so quick to do so. Her article was largely ignored by the government until around 2014, when a monument was erected for the 222 babies lost at Bethany Home. This brought Corliss and her article into the spotlight once more, but this time she got international attention. Reporters and the local guardi, and I hope I'm saying that right, chimed in after outrage at the sheer amount of the skeletons. They offered that no wrongdoing by the church or the county had been done because these skeletons were obviously buried there during the Great Famine. And this wasn't a totally far-flung explanation on their part. A mass grave full of famine victims had been found nearby in 2012, but those had been people of all ages. The remains found at Bon Secours were all children. Finally, the Irish government felt pressured to investigate the claims made by Catherine Corliss. They found that the death rate for Bon Secours mother and baby home was almost twice what other maternity homes experienced, 
and couldn't be explained by the child death rate at the time, because the amount of deaths wasn't even close to the scale of the child mortality rate at any point in the home's 36 years in operation. However, the problem wasn't only the deaths. In 2015, the Irish Examiner published a report that claimed that up to 1,000 children may have been trafficked from the home, mainly to families in the United States. There were also reports that found falsified death records, presumably so that the children could be purchased for adoption without complaint from the mother or her family. There were also records of payment from the mothers to keep their children while they worked in larger cities, always with the intent of coming back once money was more plentiful. Unfortunately, many of those children were adopted too. In July of 2014, Judge Yvonne Murphy was appointed to chair the Commission of Investigation into Mother and Baby Homes across Ireland. In 2015, several things happened. The first was that an independent commission was created to understand what happened to the children within three years at a cost of 21 million pounds. Then a remembrance ceremony for those who died and for the survivors of the home, along with their families, was held. The Irish government also passed an adoption bill to open all lifelong sealed adoption files in an effort to help families find out where their relatives had gone. In 2017, after only two years, the commission announced that human remains had been found during a test excavation at the mother and baby home site. The remains they found were aged anywhere from 35 fetal weeks to three years old. It was confirmed as well that this wasn't the work of the Great Famine and that it had happened during the Bon Secours years in operation. They also found an underground structure containing about 20 chambers with more bodies that had been used as a sewage tank. And this was perhaps the most appalling to me. The babies and toddlers had been buried in a sewage tank, thrown away with the most wretched of refuse. This is how they saw them, and they had to see them this way to treat their bodies like that. That's the only way that I can wrap my mind about around how these infants and toddlers were treated. It's just appalling. It is, it's, it's unforgivable, honestly, for the people who did it. After the remains were discovered, the Adoption Rights Alliance and Justice for Magdalene's research campaign demanded that the state ensure all human remains buried in unmarked graves be identified. And where was the Catholic Church in all this, you might ask? After all, Bon Secours was a religious institution. It is a sect of the Catholic Church. Well, the Catholic Archbishop of Chewham, Michael Neary, said that he was horrified to hear about the significant quantities of human remains buried at the site. The Irish Catholic Bishops' Conference apologized for the hurt caused by its organization and urged parishes to mark the burial sites of formal, former residents. That... It was a statement. <clears throat> Not much was done after that. Even when the Pope visited, he acknowledged that it was an awful situation. He acknowledged that it should not have been done. But nothing, as far as I could find, was really done to rectify um, the situation or help with, like, monetarily with the excavation from the Catholic Church. So, 
as for Catherine Corliss, she was awarded the Bar Council of Ireland's Human Rights Award in 2017 for her exceptional humanitarian service. Her acceptance speech reads as follows, and I quote, I couldn't get my mind around how the sisters could leave that home in 1961, close the gates when it closed down with 796 children buried beneath in the tunnels and coffins, a lot of them in the sewage tank area as we now know. What kind of mentality would leave that place without acknowledging that so many burials were there, so many precious lives were lost? The ideal would be to exhume those little bodies and just show them some dignity and reverence and to perhaps reinter them in the main Chuam graveyard, which is only across the road. Hopefully the commission of inquiry will give them, the survivors, justice. All they want is an apology and an acknowledgement of what happened to them and their mothers. My work campaigning on behalf of the survivors of mother and baby homes continues, and I hope that this special award will give even more survivors the strength to come forward and tell their story. With each and every testimony, the truth is uncovered further, and our campaign for justice to prevail is strengthened. I share this award with all of the survivors. This is for them. And that was Catherine Corliss accepting her award in 2017. In December of 2017, the expert technical group reported that there were five possible courses of action for the Bon Secours Mothers and Babies Home. Memorialization. This is the first one. It means that no further work would be done, returning the site to being managed as a memorial. Second option would be to exhume, recover human remains interred in the chambered structure, and reinter elsewhere with no further forensic examination of remains. Third option is forensic excavation and recovery of known human remains. Fourth, forensic excavation and recovery, and further evaluation and excavation of other areas of potential interest or burial sites. And the fifth option is the forensic excavation of the total available area. The county, after given the, being given this list, decided to finally ask the people what they wanted done with this site. And they decided to go with the fifth option to fully excavate the total available area. In January 2021, it was announced that over 9,000 children had died in Ireland's mother and baby homes between 1922 and 1998 an infant mortality rate that was double the mortality rate of the general population, which means that one in seven children died while in the care of these homes. For this show and for the time constraints, I have simplified an extremely complex history. So for those of you wanting a first-hand account of the devastation that the Bon Secours Holmes' often brutal treatment of infants had, there is a book called My Name is Bridget by Allison O'Reilly. It follows the story of Bridget Dolan, whose two baby boys died while at Bon Secours. Her first boy, John Desmond Dolan, was born completely healthy in February of 1946, but by June of 1947, he died. An inspector described him as a miserable, emaciated child with a voracious appetite and no control over bodily functions, probably mentally defective. His death certificate calls him a congenital idiot. 
this this part in the story earlier when I first read it made me cry because this baby was just hungry. And no, he didn't have control over his bodily functions. He was a baby. So I, I just, I can't, I can't see how an inspector that is there to make sure that these children don't die miserable and emaciated, how they could just say, oh, well, he's probably, probably mentally defective. So screw it. It's so disgusting to me. And it really, this story really touched me. And I had considered doing an axe murder story because I honestly, it would have been a lighter topic, but um, we're going to continue with this and it's almost over, but we are going to continue with this and we'll cover the more lighthearted axe murders later. <laughs> All right. So some Chuam residents are now calling for an investigation into Grove Hospital located in Chuam, which the Bon Secours nuns had also run for some time. Residents said that their siblings were buried on the site, although like Bon Secours, no burials were marked or registered for the county. Of course, we know how that goes. Galway County has ordered an excavation of the site, but said an archaeologist must be present to preserve any remains found. It might interest you to know that Chuam is a city that's been inhabited since the Bronze Age. It was first used as a burial ground, and the city's name itself, when translated from the Irish language, means burial mound. Thank you so much for listening today. This was a rough one for me and perhaps for you. I'm not sure, but it was hard to get through. Um, it's very, very sad. And they're doing everything that they can to rectify the situation. And I, I do want to say that there are so many other quotes that were so good. One in particular touched on the fact that these women suffered from society's addiction to respectability. And they were treated like just subhuman beings because they had made a mistake or not even a mistake they just got pregnant out of marriage that's it and they were treated to this their babies were treated less than human tossed in a sewage tank it's it's unbelievable how people are and how humanity can treat its fellow humans so that was the bon secours mother and baby's home if y'all have any suggestions, of course, please let me know. Uh, go to my Instagram. I am at Historical Paranormal. You can also find my Facebook, Historical Paranormal Podcast. And drop in my DMs. Let me know what stories you want me to cover. I'd love to hear your ideas. And, of course, rate and review the show. I'd love to hear what you think. All right, you guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye.